This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band are trying to escape an orc pilot on the skies of Vicodin Prime. Valentine tried to negotiate with the Xenos. Lyric strapped in and held on tight, and Alto sacrificed his Mind Impulse unit to save the ship. Can Alto survive when that unit explodes and takes his skull with it? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Log entry from the Manifest of Rhina Fontnot. Yeah, so, I don't know, we gotta stop off at this fucking shithole planet. Um, Apparently, there were a couple of very high-profile buyers who were in the market for some rather expensive electronics, so it'll be worth our while, but, man, who the fuck's heard of Galen's glory? Uh, Lyric, you run a hand back through your long, greasy hair, and try and keep your your nerves in check. Um, my, my long greasy hair. Look, you've the you've fuck? seen that this is a rough planet, and you you've seen how rough the hive world can be. Um, but you know that just, if you just can fucking get this job right, if you can just prove that you're worthy of being on Kel's crew. Ah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe, just maybe. Uh, this will work out. Um, Alto is, uh, crouching, uh, kind of, uh, nearby. Um, Alto, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're pretty young at this point. What, what would you say the age difference between you and, uh, Lyric is? About 10 years. 10 years? Yep. Okay. So, um, Lyric, I think we're going to say, cause in the present day, you're in your, what, early twenties? I, I'm like 30. 30? Okay. Yeah. Um, Believe so, it or not. <laughs> I mean, time's a flat circle in 40K. A uh, flat circle <laughs> made of skulls and spikes. We're both like uh, emotionally everyone stunted lived to like 300 hive. or something. Grimdark. Um, no, all, all the cool characters do. Everybody else just dies immediately. Um, so, um, Alto, I think we're probably going to say um, you're about like seven or eight. Um, so still pretty young. And... Um, uh, so, Lyric... You're a boy soprano at this time. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the grim dark sound I want. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Lyric, you've been um, you've been helping Kel uh, ever since uh, Cora fucked off out of here. Yeah. Um, but uh, she, uh, she's been very reluctant to bring you along on, on anything more than just, uh, you know, supply missions and that, that sort of thing. Uh, but lucky for you, um, this score in particular is uh, is a big one. And uh, as a result, uh, she needed some extra um, muscle. And 
with a degree of chagrin that is is only true of kind of like uh, grizzled mercenary types. It's kind of like, uh, I don't like putting kids in danger, but also kind of need one extra set of hands and I'm not bringing the kids. So I guess you're in. Um, so, um, yeah, Lyric, you you know you can be more useful to Kel. And ultimately, um, she's the, I think, probably the oldest person you know. Uh, and I think at this point, she's like 32. Um, yeah. But in Hive world terms, that's like like venerable. Like she's she's a, a regular uh, Sir Ian McKellen at this point, just like <laughs> managing to su- survive. Um, and uh, although you've been at, at loose ends a little bit since uh, since Cora's disappearance, you you kind of look to her as a model of of how you can maybe get by, um, and more importantly, how you might be able to keep um, Alto safe. Uh, but you can't do that at the the current kind of going rate of thrones you guys have. Uh, you're barely scraping by. And Alto's too young to notice right now, but he's going to start noticing pretty fucking soon. And it's pretty emaciated. Um, you realize that uh, your purpose, you think, is, is going to be to get strong, become like Kel. Uh, but you also realize if he doesn't have a purpose, he'll end up like uh, the other kids that you've seen motionless in the gutter. Uh, so... Uh, this this score um, uh, lifting uh, this shipment that's coming through is is going to be big. Um, Alto, uh, this is going to this is uh, you can tell that the um, the things are changing. Um, uh, Lyric uh, is is seeming to carry herself differently, and she's she's talking a bit differently. It's a bit gruffer and a bit shorter than than you're used to. Um, what do you think your take on Lyric joining this this crew is? Um, this is probably the most people Alto has seen all in one place for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, normally, um, it's, it's, it's crowds, crowds are encountered or groups of people are encountered on your way to something. Um, you don't stay with the crowd because that's where, that's where the danger is. A lot of the time mm-hmm. people are dangerous. Mm-hmm. So Alto, I think at this point, knows to a degree that Lyric is dangerous. And so I think I think it kind of makes sense. Like Lyric is dangerous, crowds are dangerous. That must be why Lyric is with this group of people. That must be why we're mm. going somewhere. Um Lyric, I think it would be safe to say that you've been in a bunch of um, fights with other kids your age over the past few years at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, at this point, I think it's only been like severe beatings and running away. It's, it's very much like urchin, urchin city rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Alto, um, uh, Lyric, do you think you would leave Alto behind to keep him safe? Or do you think... It would be safer if he came along but stayed out of the action. Um, at this point, I, he would need. I would need to know exactly where he is. I, I think times. it's it's safe so. To, I think he would need to come along. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. What you want to say? No, otherwise? no, no. I just, just. Well, no, no, no. Just for your own benefit of kind of um, what you guys have at this point. Um, I think you definitely have like a cool hidey hole. It's not it's not a yeah. proper hovel, but it is a hidey hole. So there is a place he could theoretically stay. But as uh, anyone who's actually hung out with a seven year old knows, saying "Hey, stay here and don't leave" not really a not really a, a guaranteed option. So okay, so um, yeah. he's going to come along. Um, so you see Kel uh, talking to um, uh, the other two members of the crew, um, and we're in kind of a, a classic. Um, sort of like, uh, it was probably a, like a, a burnt out, uh, small warehouse at some point, um, that's, uh, in, uh, weirdly one of the better parts of the lower hive, <laughs> um, as, as hives go. So like the worst part of like the lower mid hive, but like the best part of the upper lower hive, right. uh, as you do in the glory hole. Um, so, um, she's, uh, standing there talking to, um, uh, two guys, um, uh, one of whom is um, uh, sort of like a, a, a Michael Clark Duncan, just like a big, big, mm-hmm. big guy. Um, and he is um, uh, he's got some uh, minor augmentation. Uh, he's got um, a mechanical jaw. 
Uh, and um, he uh, identifies himself as uh, Endrick Tarkin. Um, and he is the uh, the sort of the, the the mech fixer for for this job. Um, sort of a weird mix of a of a hacker and an engineer. Um, cool. The other man uh, is a um, sort of an, an, an odd fellow. Um, he uh, he sort of is constantly um, dabbing at uh, the corners of his eyes uh, and his nose with a um, well, looks like an incredibly soft but also incredibly kind of well used and filthy. Um, handkerchief, um, and is uh, is kind of constantly like checking, almost seeming to check his pulse, um, and mm. uh, is uh, is very very sensitive to this. Uh, his name is uh, Tritipus Secundus, and Ryan, what do you look like? All right, so Tritipus Secundus is super thin, like almost emaciated to the point of looking vaguely like a chicken. Like there's just big nose, very scrawny neck. He's like bald. He doesn't, I don't even think he has eyebrows. Like there's no hair on this man anywhere. Uh, And his eyes always look like he might be about to cry, but he also might not. You can't really read him, but he seems pretty amped. Like maybe he's a little bit on drugs amped. Like he's just that guy who's always like tapping things. He's not really sure what's going on. Uh, you probably can't tell what he's good at looking at him and it might be nothing. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. What was his name again? Uh, Tritipus Secundus. Tritipus. So, um, Ryan, the ISS. T-R-I-T-T-I-P-U-S. Secundus. Okay. Not Tritipus. Got it. No. Yeah. Tritipus. Um, so, um, yeah, Ryan, the only piece I'm going to give you is, uh, you are a hypochondriac. Um, and, uh, for the purposes of this flashback, um, you'll be using, um, just use your base stats, like use your, use your existing Valentine stats. Uh, this actually goes for all of you. Um, we're going to use your, rather than me sending you a bunch of bullshit, um, we're going to use the existing character sheets as is, but I would ask you to modify them as you see fit. So if, for example, you're like, Ah uh, man, I definitely don't have a mechadendrite arm right now. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't have a last lock leg. You mean? Uh, no, you don't. Um, uh, you actually. Well, this uh, is a, a flashback, not a flash forward. No, no, it's not. It's not lost. Uh, you have a uh, yeah. Everyone de-aged mysteriously, yeah. uh, and the title character seven of this, years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Benjamin Buttoning. Um, that's what we happened at the are. end of the last episode. Um, so. Um, uh, Tyler, for the purposes of this heist, um, when it's uh, sort of big crew-esque things, I'm going to have you running Endrick um, using your existing um, Alto stats. Uh, that said, um, Alto is going to be kind of like um, a, an NPC uh, in a video game who just kind of like trails you around, um, sort of like Ellie early in The Last of Us before she gets real good at murder. Um, murder. So, um, murder. consider, consider how Alto could fit in. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah, you don't have to, I'm not going to leave you stuck as a seven year old for the whole, <laughs> the whole match. Man, I'll play whatever you want, baby. Yeah, buddy. I know. <laughs> That's why I just dumped all of this on you with no notice <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Um, wicked. Uh, okay. So yeah. Um, Lyric at this point, um, you're armed with, um, uh, a, a well, well used knife. Um, uh, but, um, well. Yeah, your weapons are hard to come by. It's it's not like you just have a bunch of shit. Um, wicked. Okay, so um, uh, lyric, you kind of rejoin the uh, rejoin the crew um, as uh, as Kel is is going over uh, the uh, the heist. So basically, um, also I, I guess it's probably worth noting. And we may have mentioned this before, but um, you guys invented Kel. What does Kel look like? Well, it's a good question. What do we suppose Kel looks like, Laura? I always thought of her as being, um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Sorry, I lost the I lost the reference. Um, I thought of her as being um, much, much uh, like like an older, weathered woman. Um, yeah, who's like, I guess, like scrawny and scrappy. Like, like she, yeah. you you can look at her and you can tell like she has like kicked some ass and it's just like she's like aged out of that part of her life but like mm-hmm. it still shows in the way she carries herself 
Yeah. And I can think, I, I think you can definitely see that lyric took some inspiration for her. I imagine she's like, has shaved head is very like, has that kind of, um, uh, are we talking like Linda Hamilton in Terminator two or like Linda Hamilton in dark fate, <laughs> like Linda, where it's like, I, we remember like ass kicking then yeah. she's still kicking ass now, but is clearly older and, and wearing it. My, my like headcanon was like Linda Hamilton, dark fate. Like, yeah. like she was yeah. older, but yeah. well, it can, it can be whatever. Yeah. Or like Jamie Lee. As long as it's Linda Hamilton. <laughs> Just a very old yeah. 32. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's bump her up then. Um, uh, I, let's put her at forty five, but like high okay. forty five. Yeah. Um, I always imagine she would be much older um, than you guys, so that that makes sense. Um, <laughs> high forty five sounds like a stupid retirement campaign. High forty five, <laughs> just you know, it was a really popular band in the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. inherit money. Um, <laughs> just die early. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um. Cool. Um, so uh, that's awesome. That's a, that's a good baseline. Um, so uh, Kel um, kind of like um, shoves aside um, her, her sort of trademark whip and um, sort of gestures to um, a series of manifest documents. Um, everything in all the paper I've seen in 40K is usually scrolls. So mm. you, you best believe these fuckers are scrolls um, with uh, with broken seals on them. Damn. Um, but um, it's a, a shipping manifest um, for uh, a ship called uh, the Maladrot. Maladrot. Shipping um, manifest the Maladrot. So it's, uh, it lists a number of um, high-value electronics that, admittedly, uh, Lyric, you have never heard of. Um, yeah. But, Hendrik, uh, uh, um, it definitely, like... Just kind of running the fast math on it. If you can even steal part of this, this is a good, like this is this is a good haul. Particularly because, as we've talked about, technology in Hive Worlds is so like shitty, and particularly in Galen's glory, is so degraded over time that having a new shipment of anything show up is pretty fucking rare uh, and pretty exciting. Um, so um, yeah, what what fancy asshole just moved up top? <laughs> right, exactly. Mm. Uh, so the uh, the captain is uh, a lady named uh, Rhina Fontnot, um, and uh, she's bringing the shipment huh. through to apparently drop off, like from the looks of the manifest, the absolute cheapest, shittiest, like Amazon Basics thing on the list. Uh, but um, clearly not thinking this through, she brought the rest of her cargo as well because she's en route to greener pastures. Um, so uh, the plan is um, to basically... Uh, ambush the ship uh, as it lands. So okay. overwhelm um, the uh, the sort of docking site, uh, ambush the ship as it lands, um, uh, damage it so it can't just fucking take off and fly away, uh, which Lyric, at this kind of still vaguely younger, possibly more idealistic point in your life, the, the prospect of being able to fly away actually does sound pretty nice, but mm -hmm. you're also not in any way equipped to say no. Um, yeah. Uh, but Kel is very firm that like, like the engines go, the struts go. If we have to blow the stabilizers, just wreck this thing until it's just a big pile of expensive slag. Um, but the goal is to uh, ambush the ship, disable it, get in and just fucking grab as much as you can. It's a smash and grab on a grand scale um, cool. and get out. Um Tritipus, what do you think, uh, or Ryan, rather, what do you think Tritipus is, um, like, what value does he bring to to the crew? What's his, why Why is he here? Endrick is definitely here for, like, assessing the gear and making sure that blowing up the ship happens. What's uh, what's Tritipus's deal? I think Tritipus is lucky, but almost like Domino and Deadpool 2 lucky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, stuff just seems to go right for Tritipus. He by all rights, he's not a good fighter. He doesn't have good stuff. He's afraid of everything and he's constantly thinks he's going to get sick. But somehow of everyone in the underhive, he's the only person who's never been shot, he's never been stabbed, he's never been injured. So people bring him to just be like, "You're a guy who's going to carry things." And he only shows up when he's so broke he has to work. Sounds okay. like a, a Red Hood situation. <laughs> Just like 
We're putting the right hood on this guy. He's coming on the mission. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a comedian. Doesn't matter. Wear this. What could go wrong? Um, uh, yeah. This is just me testing out kind of like the knowledge I've accumulated of like 40K stuff. Would you say it's like like Psyker stuff, like latent Psyker ability? Uh, I feel or like he's one of those people it. who'd probably get rounded up if they were looking for a Psyker. Uh, I don't like the joy of it is we don't have to know, but he might be a very, if I was going to be the paranoid inquisitor I play later in the game, he'd probably think he might be a telekine who doesn't know it. So he telekine. doesn't have any abilities to move stuff consciously, but he occasionally just deflects things coming at him in a way that cool. his brain just thinks is like random occurrence. It's just fortune from sons of Liberty, not knowing that it was nano. Um, but um, yeah. to our point about orcs, um, similar to how the orcs use psycho powers to like make things work that shouldn't work, just sometimes things work around him. Um, Lyric, uh, you don't understand the value of this at all um, because obviously, like you're younger, but you're still like it's not like a switch goes off and you become a weird cynic. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. I think the frustrations you have about crews later in life are present now. You're just too low down the the ladder to actually be able yeah. to act on them. Um, uh, and pretty in survival mode, like. Well, and, and also realistically, you know, when you're younger and you're in like, particularly like if you're younger and you're in a real rough situation, like you just kind of gravitate to whoever provides a vague aura of exactly. safety. And if they're like, yeah. we're bringing this weirdo, you're like, I sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Fight you? Um, uh, Probably. Ryan, um, what uh, what title do you think Tredipus insists on in a, a vaguely Dwight Schrute way uh, when he's on these jobs? <laughs> And do you think it's one that he insists on or one that Kel just gives him so he'll feel important? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I think he probably tries to insist on a title. Like, I feel like he would, he probably would want to be a doctor because he'd figure that he's not sick yet only because he's a doctor. So he would just like, you know, uh, his surgical majesty is probably what he would call himself in his own apartment. Uh, I feel like they wow. just might call him Dr. T or Doc T because his name is obnoxiously hard to say. Doc T. All right. I like that. Yeah, a lot. So he's 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 the doctor. Uh, to quote the mask, the doctor is about to operate. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, OK, cool. God. Um, so um, the plan is get in, smash and grab. Um uh, Andrick will um, identify what tech gear is is worth lifting. Um, uh, Kel is on demolitions. Um, Doc T is on being around. Um, Lyric, uh, as is always the way with first timers, uh, you're basically on lookout. Okay. Um, but um, you are also Kel is basically also uh, she takes you aside. Um, which is exciting because uh, you can tell that she it's not so much that she's trying to keep you safe because that's really not her style. It's more that at this point, she doesn't know if you're useful, useful or a liability. And she's really leaning hard on liability, particularly because you decided to bring your kid brother, which she fucking hates. Um, <laughs> you, you can vocalize that wave, Tyler. I really want to hear super young, excited uh, Alto. Super young, excited Alto. You don't need to like, don't. Hi. <laughs> Amazing. You don't need to bump your voice up the register because I know that'll like totally fuck up your voice. Uh, but also given it. given what's going on uh, in the future right now, maybe just like get your best alto stuff in now. Who knows? Yeah. Always, always get to prepare. I love you, Willick. Jesus. And Kel is like, I, I, wow, I have, I have murdered people for less. I've murdered people I like more for less. Um, Hey, uh, kids are a real vector for disease. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I just like, I put my arm, like I kind of, I kind of take uh, Alto and just kind of push him behind me to shield him a little bit. Okay. Uh, what about the uh, second kid in the front? Uh, no, that one's, no. Uh, that one's coming with us. Um, uh, hey, Doc T, uh, you know, I thought I saw some, uh, some pretty dirty boxes over there. I mean, they might be releasing all sorts of, uh, of allergens into the air. You want to check those out? Oh, my emperor. All right. I'll take a look, but, uh, I can't, I can't promise anything. I, I, I don't even want to get closer. What if I just leave? Can we go? I'm okay. ready to do the job. I, 
We could all get sick. I don't want to get rad poisoning. People get that. Their blood comes out their eyes. And then Kel just like moves you further away as he continues to monologue uh, and says, uh, (laughs) look, um, my last lookout got shot 12 times. Um, Nine of those were were in the stomach. Uh, I put the other few in the head just to to ease things up. So this is probably going to end in tragedy for you and that little guy. Uh, I just want to be very clear about that. Do you still want to go? Yeah, but Alto, you need to hide. Um, I, I want to come along. Okay, I mean, you can stay close. Just stay the fuck out of sight. Okay. Great. This is... Kid. <laughs> shit, man, I'm shit sorry. is going on. This is great. I'm uh, I'm really glad I, I brought you How along. How many times on... did they get shot? A 12. twelve. I heard twelve. Yeah, you're... Okay, so you know what? He's good with numbers, so we got that at least. Um, and then... Um, she kind of uh, like narrows her eyes a bit and actually pushes you out of the way, Lyric. Um, and then uh-huh. um, uh, Alto, she gets she does that like uh, scary Mandalorian bounty hunter esque like gets down in the like the the cowboy crouch in front of you. She says, um, "So you're good with numbers, huh?" Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and uh, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about vehicles? Do you like vehicles? Do you like do you like seeing the cars around the bikes? Yeah, I, I, they go fast. Yeah. Oh, so you like the fast ones? Yeah. Okay, well, guess what? You're going to have a job, too, all right, little dude? Well, I get a job? You get a job, too. Uh, and then she glares at, at Lyric. She's like, since you're along, everyone on a crew has to pull their weight, and I want you to always remember that. If you're on a crew, you have to do everything in your power to help the team, okay? Okay. Okay. So your job is going to be to find the fastest, bestest car. Okay, can you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time you see one of those, I want you to tell your sister. And then she leans to you, Lyric, and she says, look, I know these guys, and I know how this goes, and we're going to need a fast way out. If you don't want to end up with those 12 bullets, we're going to need a fast, fast exit vector. So seems like the kid's all right with finding things. You get them to pick out the right vehicle, and then it's going to be up to the two of you to jack it for us, because when we go, we're going to need to go. Can you do that? Well, I guess I'm fucking in it now. Yeah. She backhands you as hard as she can and just fucking like you go down hard. Um, It splits your eyebrow um, in a way that if we look at your character portrait, (laughs) this is your Indiana Jones whip to the chin moment. Um, But um, she says, uh, listen, I'm going to tell you this exactly once. When you get to be me, you can say whatever the fuck you want to whoever the fuck you want. But until then, you shut up and you do as you're told. Understood? Quite frankly, he's more useful than you right now. Fine. Fuck. There you go. That's what I want. And then she grabs you by the hair and drags you to your feet. And then as she's still pulling your hair up but not out... (laughs) Uh, she just looks you straight in the eyes and she says, also this, this is a fucking liability. And then she shoves you off, um, and, uh, goes back to the table. Uh, Endrick, you've watched all of this go down. Wow. Uh, what are your thoughts on these two stupid kids who are on, on for the adventure? Um, Endrick doesn't think much of them. He just thinks that they, uh, they better not get in his way. Uh, they better not screw this whole thing up. Do you think um, do you think Endrick is looking to move this tech or to absorb some of this tech? Um, I think he absorbs a little some from every job. I think it's probably what helps him decide what job he does next. Um, but the, yeah, the 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 money from from selling it, like from fencing it, is uh, is is what also helps him maintain and and upgrade mm-hmm. his body. Based on our, uh, our our joke from earlier, I kind of like the idea that um, maybe uh, Endrick's deal is uh, upward mobility, um, that he's one of those uh, mobsters who just desperately wants to, like, eventually be, like, the upper middle class. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of this place is a cesspool. You can't escape it. No one, is, no one gets out of the hive, but you can move up in the hive. So he knows he's never going to, like, people who are down this far never really reach the top, but you can certainly reach the middle. Um, so I wonder if maybe there's something fun in the idea of, like, continue to upgrade, continue to maintain with, uh, like, the, the pocket dream of one day just basically living, like, a weird hive suburban life. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he ever 
if he ever thinks about the plateau. I think it's like mm. for as long as he's alive, it's striving. Oh, for okay, amazing. More great, great. Never okay. satisfied. Yeah, love that. Uh, okay, fantastic. So um, with the plan set, uh, you all have a few minutes to make your preparations. Um, again, based on what you've got on your your various um, sheets, you should have a rough idea of of what you get. Um, Lyric, again, you're going to be a little underarmed um, yeah. at this this particular pati- uh, particular juncture. Um, that said, um, if we end up in a massive combat situation, I'll likely throw. Oh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but you might uh, you might play Kel for those sequences if okay. it makes more sense. Um, we'll see where we get to. Uh, it's Genesis, so who the fuck knows what'll happen in any scene? I've learned I don't. So let's roll it, baby. Speaking of which, um, it's a big heist. We're early in the story, and it's a prologue where we know at least two people can't die. Three people can't die. So uh, congratulations, everybody. We're three and one on story points. Three on you, one on me. Hey, this is Nero Abagnale from uh, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. And look, if you want to help support us in pulling back the curtain on uh, some of the mysteries of the galaxy, like, uh, you know, figuring out what all this Horus stuff means or uh, finding these uh, these uh, new men, well, we're going to need your help. So for just the cost of a dollar a month, you can join our, our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And yeah, for just that, you can talk to other fans in the Discord, swap theories about uh, the nature of the Golden Throne, uh, about, you know, what really happened back in the day you can really get to the heart of things or you know at five dollars you can listen to this very show ad free uh, as well as some of our other shows uh at fifteen dollars you can add some names to the shows you can hear your own uh you know names showing up and stuff and at twenty five dollars you can create your very own character who will go with us on some of our adventures as well as uh, getting your name added to the credits which is a good way to immortalize yourself you know like like horace did when he got his name added to the credits of history you know so uh if you want to be like horace go to uh patreon.com slash dumdumdice it's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e and you know we'll figure this out together Is there any, are there any preparations you want to make and, or are there any questions you have uh, for me slash Kel before we go? I'd also like to point out. I'm just going to do whatever I want because I can't die. (laughs) Oh man. What a foolish thing to say. I'm just kidding. So she goes over and just guts you. And then next to you, there's a scared teenager and she just drags that teenager over and goes, congratulations. Your name's Lyric now. Um, Hey, uh, so I guess I'm going to be a teenage girl. (laughs) (laughs) Are you my sister? I I was just just kidding, Tom. I know. Me too. For now. Um, But only for now. Um, Something uh, I was reviewing the uh, the Genesis rules uh, before this fine session today, and um, I found uh, an interesting thing that we haven't been using for story points that is worth knowing. Um, you can also use story points the way that we've been using stress in our other games, which I had no clue of. Um, but basically, if uh, you desperately need something and there isn't one about, um, you can spend uh, a story point the way that we do stress in Dum Dum's Dragons, uh, which is basically, for instance, if you're like, OK, we've got to climb this icy wall. Man, if we had like climbers axes, this would really help. You can spend a story point to be like, oh, we find a dead expedition at the bottom of the of the wall and they have a couple of climbing axes. So we just like wrench those off. And cool. Ultimately I'll still be the arbitrator of whether or not that flies. It can't be like, you know, Oh no, we're fighting nemesis. Oh, I had a missile launcher the whole time. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, nope. Uh, but please do feel free <laughs> to use them that way. Uh, that said, um, again, it's still this, the same spending economy. So if you spend it that way, it comes over to me and vice versa. The only other thing to note about story points that it clears up a question we've had since fucking, um, star Wars. Um, Story points are spent at the end uh, of the roll. So after the roll is done, that's when the point gets spent to prevent us from doing weird, handy, tradesy stuff in the middle. So whatever, however many story points there are at the beginning of the, the dice pool, that's how many it is to the resolution. So you can be like, I spend my story point to do this, but that doesn't mean I immediately get it. I get it once that roll has been resolved. It's much clearer. It's different than how we've been doing it, but we'll give it a try. I I'll think you 
You're sure. going to have to teach us that yeah. as it happens. Because I, I can see all three of us get lost in the that words. That is clearer, but uh, I, I, I not get it. That's not clearer to me. It's to clearer clear. to Tom, and he's the only one who really needs to understand right, the rules. Right, tell him, tell us so, what to do. Ba- yeah, basically, don't worry about it. It actually mechanically doesn't change the way we've been doing it all that much. All it means is it clears up that question of, like, couldn't we just trade story points back and forth infinitely forever? And we've just been nice about it because we're good at playing games and polite. Uh, but there's an actual mechanic to limit that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. it. it was, it's the cool thing for we me. didn't do, we can't do. Exactly. Got it. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. um, now that matters to our characters. That only matters to me because I did reading. Um, so um, <laughs> are there any preparations you want to do? Questions for Kel or are we good to set out? Uh, I, I think- just want to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I was going to say, I think Tridipus uh, would take out his medical kit. I think he'd give himself a couple of injections. He'd be worried about what could have come from those boxes. He'd seen some rust outside. He'd seen some pooled water. He'd be worried about gnat flies and the Belgravian flu. So he would dose himself for that. Uh, he's not a trained doctor. I don't think any of these are actual curatives. I think it's why he has some real problems with his, his overall physicality. Is because he just keeps uh, like re-vaccinating himself for things that he stole, not knowing what they're for, but thinking he does. Uh, and then when he's good and kind of jolted, I think he'd just be antsy to go. Great. Uh, Laura? Um, And uh, as I am tearing off a strip uh, from my cloak to put over my eyebrow, which is bleeding, because you know how much fucking eyebrows They really do. And I I really don't want to have, like, blood in my eye through this. And so I'm, like, kind of, like, I'm fashioning kind of, I'm, like, tying it around my head and, like, tucking my hair into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm saying uh, kind of under my breath, to Alto, um, I, I just say, look, kiddo, this is not this is not going how I thought it would go. But you got to find the, us a fucking vehicle because if I don't make it out, you're not going to make it. All right. So we both fucking survive this. OK, well, I'm okay. sorry. I swear so much. <laughs> no, it's OK. I, I, are you OK? That looks like it hurt. Yeah, it did. I'm fine. Okay, I'll find a car for us. We won't get hit anymore. Okay, but just like, just try to avoid the, the guns or weapons. Just, just try to stay out of sight. Still, okay. Okay. Uh, for uh, for Endrick, uh, mm-hmm. Tom, uh, am I correct in understanding that he's got most of the equipment that I've got on my? grown-up alto character sheet? Uh, yes, except okay. um, rather than having a uh, mechadendroid arm, we're just going to treat that as, like, um, probably, I think, um, one big mechanical arm. Cool. Um, but also just an array of tools. I think... Um, uh, what, what do you think he's wearing costume-wise? Like, I'm thinking of him more, like, less as a, a cyborg and more as just, like, um, essentially an incredibly well-equipped mechanic. Um, so what do you think his his loadout looks like? Uh, I like that. I like a mechanic. I th- uh, I think then it's a uh, one of those like what are they called boiler suits or whatever, um, where it's just you you step into it and you zip it up and then you've got like the sleeves as well. Like it's just like a, a like a, a one jumper thing. And so mm-hmm. I think um, I think it's that. But the sleeve is off on the robot arm just because he wants to show that shit off. Um, sure. Yeah. Great. And I think very much in the same way that we describe Alto and, and a lot of other characters from the Hive. Like, it's a self-built arm, I think, maybe because he's been, like, I like your idea that he's been slowly siphoning off, like, pieces of of gear. Um, I think uh, rough in places, but also incredibly nice in places. Like, there are some legitimately well-built and crafted, like, maybe, like, a gauntlet or something on the the forearm. Yeah. That's, like, really fucking fancy um, that he he got off off a job um, and... um, yeah, we'll give you the uh, the Deus Ex, uh, um, mankind divided, uh, f- like reversible finger grip things. Okay. So he's got like fingers that can bend at weird angles and yeah. and robot it up. Um, <clears throat> great. Uh, and uh, Tritopus, what are you wearing? What, what's your loadout look like? Keep uh, in mind your your Valentine gear. Obviously, he doesn't have a chain sword because that'd be insane. No, um, I think Tritopus is dressed uh, like a seventeenth century dandy. 
Like, I feel like it's a lot of like, uh, not entirely clean, but like a purple verging on pink crushed velvet outfit with like a cravat and like the, the weird Shakespearean collar yes. and the like Austin Powers ruffles. It is slightly fancier Austin Powers. Yes. Yeah. So he stands out everywhere. Like there is not a place he can blend in between his like weird Turkey person body, uh, and this outfit. Uh, and then what he actually carries is just it's a it's a he's got a backpack on which he despises and it's empty just for carrying whatever he's supposed to for the job. Like you look at the backpack and go Kel and you look at everything else and go crazy person. Mm. Uh, and he also has like a big leather bag, like one of those old doctor and carrying cases. And inside it are his doctor gear uh, and his last pistol. Uh, and I think what I'll say is he's got his last pistol just tends to be way more effective than a last pistol should again in the luck world. So we'll use his existing weapon weapon stuff, mm-hmm. but it's all just based on him being weirdly fortunate. Yeah. It's like a Derringer last pistol that somehow always hits kill shots. Yeah. Great. And like Love he doesn't it. wear armor, but somehow stuff misses him as though he did or is like that kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. And then I think um, Kel is just in in sort of classic tactical gear, um, but uh, not bought from a military store, rather scavenged from a variety of places. So it's it's um, almost more of a militia outfit like, you know, the the lots of, you know, Rob Leefield pockets and shit. Um, uh, she carries the whip on her hip um, as well as um, a rifle. Uh, might have the same stats as Kells. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Or as um, lyrics, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, but um, I think her uh, her combo. I think she tends to roll the Indiana Jones combo. So she's got like um, like a, a bolt pistol and whip, and she tends to use those in in combination rather than long long range stuff. Great. Uh, great. So um, with uh, the crew ready to go, um, you make your way um, towards, uh, we'll say it's the, uh, the south. Um, it's one of the, the, there are multiple landing pads kind of throughout. Um, this one is, uh, is a ramshackle one. Think of, like, I'm thinking very much like Mos Eisley where everything feels like it's nailed together. <clears throat> but a landing pad that was constructed as part of the hive, not as part of the um, Galen's Glory complex. Mm. Um, so, um, the, uh, the ship will be arriving soon. You make your way through the hive, um, brushing past kind of just the, the crush of, of humanity around you. Um, Alto, this is probably the furthest you've ever been from home. Um, what, uh, what do you think the experience of, of moving through these crowds is like? Um, I think again, he had, he is somewhat accustomed to moving through crowds, but it's it's always to and from these temporary havens and points of safety and and things like that wherever kind of lyric is taking him. Um, so to be out in a crowd, out in the crowd, and also with a larger group of people, it's probably. Um, I think he really, really wants to do a good job. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. partly because it's like his first like outing with a crew, and also because he saw what happened to Lyric. Uh, he's like, I got to find me some cars, man. Um, so I think he's trying to, to focus in like that, that kind of adolescent childish way. I think he mm. might literally be looking like cars, cars, cars. Just like <laughs> muttering to himself, like yeah. looking at like really head on a swivel kind of thing. Like, like no subtlety. I think <laughs> and that's where I was like, this kid's looking for cars. Yeah. Like anyone walking by, would 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 see that, yeah. My uh, my friend's got a, a baby who is a toddler now, I guess, but uh, he loves buses. Mm-hmm. And so in Toronto, there's just buses everywhere. So it's amazing because yeah, literally anywhere in a building, if there's a bus nearby, it's just like bus. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man. Every ten minutes, uh, if you're lucky. Allegedly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, great. Uh, so Tyler, can you roll me a? Uh, we're gonna go with um, a driving check, please. Driving using Alto's yep. existing stats for that? Yep. Okay. Um, in this case, being more of a uh, an aspirational yeah. ability than an existing one. Um, we're going to say uh, difficulty three only because um, fast vehicles in this part of the hive are not really a thing. Also, when I say cars, like uh, halfway between a buggy 
and a car. I mean, 40K vehicles are so fucking strange. Mm. Just imagine very large wheels. There's probably spikes. I don't know. Maybe it's got a roll cage on it for some reason. Um, but um, obviously not a militarized planet. So they are, you know, they're not military vehicles. But uh, yeah, so we'll say difficulty three. Um, I'm going to give you one point of boost for the concern you mentioned about um, just being so worried about what happened to Lyric. Mm. Um, I think that would actually be a pretty good motivator. Um and I'll give you another boost for the fact that Kel likely wouldn't be rushing all of you through the crowd knowing that you would be doing this. So it's not like a kid being like, oh, I just want to look at the cars. And she's like, God damn it, move faster. It's kind of like, this is part of the job. Um, and I would say you'll also be slightly distracted because Tritipus, the moment you got into a crowd, put on an old-timey plague doctor mask, like one of those bird ones. <laughs> the nice. Yeah, and he's got two gloves on with, like, giant aerosol sprays attached to them, and he's just spraying any stranger who gets too close so they won't give him diseases. That's pretty amazing. Do you you have potpourri in the beak? I assume so, yeah. Yeah, but it's like 40K potpourri, so it's just, like, a a fistful of pepper and cloves. Like, it's not a pleasant smell. Yeah, it's it's the bones of his mother (laughs) inside the beak. Wow. Yeah, as, as you do. Um, that's my favorite Febreze spray. Yeah. Um, hey, she never got sick. <laughs> well, uh, all right, so let's dime it. one setback dice for the fucking distracting ass plague doctor. Yeah. Um, and oh shit, I had one more for. Oh, um, I'm uh, I'm also going to give you an assist from Endrick uh, because I think uh, there's something kind of charming. He's frustrated about, like, having kids along, but being a weird technophile, I think, like, I don't know, I would kind of find that job charming. Um, So if you think that's fair, given that you're playing this beloved character that you built from scratch lovingly over several years. um, But uh, I do think there there might be that kind of, like, over there kind of thing happening, where just every so often you might just, like, point out. I think it's it's not so forthcoming Mm. with Endrick. I think it's Alto is like he's too focused on like like looking over here and then all of a sudden he gets like an unfriendly shove and he looks up and Endrick just like gestures the other way. Okay. And that's Great. like all he gives him and and then he, he sees like, oh that's that car over there. Love it. Love it. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um so um I, I think it's also safe to say that Alto is fascinated by the robotic arm. So like, yeah. It's a cool guy you're with. Yeah. Um, okay, fantastic. So then, yeah, take uh, one more boost for that. Uh, and I think that's that's it All on right. my end. Yeah, I have no equipment for Child Alto that I would think would be applied for this. I so I'm just going to so roll no. based on what you've outlined for me. Jesus Christ. Uh, seven successes. <laughs> you find a, uh, a Land Raider tank. It has giant <laughs> las cannons, many bolters, and is impenetrable by small arms fire. No, um, yeah, so um, uh, having spent years kind of hoping to get close to these vehicles, uh, Alto, you're doing a, a preternaturally spectacular job uh, at identifying these, these vehicles. And I think true, true to form for your later life, like, you're not only tracking these things, you're remembering where they are. So I think maybe at some point Kel turns around and is like, so what have you seen? And he just rattles off a list of like. Yeah, like make and model. <laughs> like, and, and like it, it's it's halfway out of an alley, but traffic is bad. It won't move that fast. So probably yeah. it'll be three blocks down. And like she just kind of nods approvingly. Yeah. And um, the wheels on that one are misaligned. <laughs> oh, well, that one's no good then, huh? No, no. Yeah. Not if you want to go fast. I hey, do yeah, this go kid's fast. pretty useful. We should make sure he doesn't get sick. Uh, and then he just starts spraying him with the aerosol spray <laughs> to keep people around okay. Take two strain. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so um, with that, um, you arrive at uh, at the, the landing bay. Um, and uh, as you, you begin to approach, um, Lyric, I think you're kind of um, being, again, behind these two weirdos and Kel, um, you're doing your lookout job, um, or at least you're trying yeah. to. So I'm going to need a um, a streetwise check from you, please. Holy shit, there's never been 
a more streetwisey check. Than this it's specific this check of how wise. wise are you about yeah. the specific the street? street. <laughs> Roll for literal street wisdom. Nice. All right. So what what am I rolling here? Um, I'm gonna say uh, difficulty of two. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give you one <laughs> setback for nervousness about trying to prove yourself, um, and just also. Uh, having already been like hit by Kel, this job has already gone completely pear shaped for you. Um, yeah. So one step back for that. Um, I will give you a boost because this early into a job, everyone is kind of on the lookout. Fair. Um, I think that's it from my end. You have three story points available to you. Is there anything else you think you would have that, or what, what do you think um, being on the lookout for, for Lyric at this point looks like? Um, I honestly think she's kind of on lookout the way she, she's always on lookout when she's protecting Alto, which is pretty much all the time, which mm. is basically she is consistent like a good driver should do is like consistently being aware of their blind spots and literally like tracking all of like the corners where, where could people come from? Are there like where the quote unquote authorities Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the hive? Um, and is anyone about that might, um, that looks like, um, they might not run away from a fight Mm -hmm. and might run towards it. Okay. Great. Because um, I think that's kind of how the hive is kind of split up. You are. There correct. are people who, you know, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 such a weirdly lawless place that like everyone either like it, it's unfortunately very much a, a victim or attacker mentality kind of all yeah. around. Uh, okay, so take one more boost for that. Um, I particularly cool. like the argument that um, you've been doing this for Alto for years, um, just in general. Uh, so it makes sense to me that you'd actually be pretty well well equipped for this. Possibly why Kill brought you along. Um, hmm. Go ahead and roll. All right. Three successes and three advantages. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm pretty streetwise. <laughs> it's nice we finally found a use for that. Um, yeah. That wasn't, you know, a, a frozen dinosaur jungle. Um, okay. So... Um, Looking around, um, you're, you're kind of uh, keeping an eye out. Um, the crowd is, uh, it's a tide. Like, it's its very much um, near, particularly near the, the landing port, um, A uh, it's a busy part of the hive because it's also one of the exposed spots. Like, you're on, mm. on sort of the edge of the hive. Uh, this is as close to a park as you get. Um, also, like, landing pads are not well used here because not a lot of stuff comes in and out of the dome. Um, which you can see kind of uh, shimmering in the distance as as it always does. Um, but um, you notice um, as you're kind of scanning the crowd, um, you're seeing kind of the normal smattering of, of hive gang signs, but most of them just seem like people kind of going about their business. Um, however, um, you do notice uh, there is an unsettling number of culprits uh, gang signs on on clothes. Um, so, uh, the, the culprits have a, um, they're a particularly violent gang, um, in kind of a, the warriors, uh, come out and play kind of way. Um, and their, uh, their sigil is, uh, just like a, a chalk outline, um, that they, they all sew in various, uh, shapes onto their, their outfits. Um, you're noticing this everywhere. Um, and at first you think you're just being paranoid, but as you look, there is a tremendous culprit, um, presence in in this area and um as uh, as kel begins to kind of mount the steps up towards the landing uh the landing pad you can see the maladrot um coming in for a landing like it's yeah. it's descending actively um people are looking up uh in kind of surprise uh, that a ship is coming in at all um none of the culprits are looking up in surprise and you notice that um the security um, sort of guarding either edge of the door definitely don't look like what you'd expect security to look like. Right. Um, so what I'm seeing is that the culprits are guarding this. Uh, yes, that'd be safe. Is that what I'm looking at? That's okay. So I want to yeah. make sure. Um, 
you basically the people in the crowd seem like they're doing your job. Uh, and yeah. the two guards who are wearing, you know, like ancient, ancient Galen's glory outfits um, definitely don't look like guards. Yeah. OK. Um, I I'm pretty close to Kel. Yes. Um, you're behind uh, Endrick and Tritipus. OK, well, I'm going to I need to slip around them, like basically dart around them. Now, the thing is that I am accustomed to crowds so I don't like suffer any penalties from moving through them. <laughs> well, that answers um, a couple of my questions about the yeah. difficulty check. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, I'm going to make this a difficulty check of three uh, because Ryan established that Tritipus is uh, just like actively spraying in random directions, um, which not only means that you have to get around his arms, but it also means people are stumbling, choking on what at this point is likely only aerosol mm. coming out of his um like Job wrist cannons, uh, like wow. just a cool. shitty cartoon Mysterio. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, we'll say three difficulty. Um, I'll give he you. He keeps a- yelling, this is for my own good. I'm going to pound the crap my out own of him. Good. We got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you um, one boost. Um, I think in general, if it's a check that might save Alto's life down here, you're going to get a boost because like. Good, because I was just, I was going to fight for that if you didn't do it. <laughs> no, man, you can just have that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's it from my end. Um, oh, uh, no, sorry. I'm going to give you one setback uh, from the difficulty in realizing there are a bunch of lookouts in the crowd. You need to somehow do this in a way that won't immediately alert everyone around you that something's up. Right. Okay. Um, and what kind of a check is it? Uh, oh, sorry. That would be useful. Um, we're going to say this is a, uh, you could either take a cool or a coordination. Coordination would be literally like, I'm going to barrel my way through. Y- it, yeah. I um, think this is a cool coordination. Cool would be Han Solo just kind of casually slipping up next to someone. Lyric's not, Lyric's not that cool. Yeah, I, I've only ever known gangly teenagers to be super cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really. Yeah, stumble away, Pepper Ann, stumble away. Okay. <laughs> With your pirate-like bandana covering your bloody <laughs> forehead wound. Admittedly, like, that's... A Very f- hive. Just regular like, shoes in the yeah. hive. Yeah. Very hive, <laughs> much more right Just a baseball hat. Ah, like, oh, she's one of us. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait a minute, that guy's head isn't bleeding. Fix it. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to roll this. Do it. Uh, Three successes and one threat. Mm. Um, Okay. All right. Uh, Great. So you managed to slip up next to Kel. Um, What do you say to her? She's like, what? Get back there. Keep an eye out. Um... She, she <laughs> Lyric has a moment of like, I'm doing my job. <laughs> like, push me away. Um, and I think it's just uh, like really a very casual culprits are here. Um, she nods almost imperceptibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you can almost hear her grit her teeth as she quickly like looks at um, Tritipus and Endric um, and you can kind of like you're, you've done the math too. Um, he, she didn't bring fighters. These are yeah. like a, a guy who's really good with tech and like a good luck charm. It, there's, they didn't, you know, she didn't staff up for this. So um, with almost a sigh, uh, she says, uh, okay. Well, I was hoping it uh, it wouldn't come to this, but um, new plan, kid. Uh, and she shoves the whip and the rifle into your hands and just says, go make a scene. And then she taps uh, Endric and Tritipus, and the three of them bolt inside the room. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric, and our Game Master Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. 
This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresies artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. Available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grand chicken in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. (gasps) Oh my god. Wow. Look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. Facing Fate, Black Knight, available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. A Dumb Dragons production.